This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, June 29th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with an expert in baseball paranormal and the unusual, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I was a senior in high school when the Randy Johnson hits a bird during a spring training game thing happened, and I had what we called grizzly sports with Jerem Jordan at Copperhouse High School. That was my first foray into anything formal with broadcasting. Really fun. So I see this video yesterday that won't be as popular as that one, but rivals the... Uh, unique nature of that video. So there's a kid, he's at bat. Someone records this. He's, he's looking at a pitch coming in. A foul ball comes from a field from behind him. He then hits both balls in one swing. Into play. Into play! Which a bunch of you on Twitter have said, no, he didn't hit both balls. Yes, he did. Look at the video again. It was unbelievable. Pitch comes in, foul ball comes in, and he connects with both. And this guy curses as he sees, you know, he goes, holy, you know, and he's like, wow. Um, so that was very paranormal and unusual, as you said. That was crazy. Not as crazy as Randy Johnson hitting the bird and the, the plume of feathers just exploding. And unfortunately, that bird, uh, you know, Felt gave, no up, pain, gave up the ghost immediately, I Felt think, no in pain. that moment. But uh, yeah, very weird. Both. Baseball's in play. So what are the fielders doing? Like, there's a pop fly, yeah, and then there's like, one on the ground. So it's like, what do we do? And was he safe in both? So, like, did he finish the game going five for four? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the umpire jumps up, and he's kind of looking around like, what do I do here? Or was Which it the, one's the ball? Was it the first ever double play with nobody on base? Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen what happened after. That's I need question. to know more about you, this play. How would you score that? Yeah, uh, It's just crazy That stuff. was crazy, yeah. It's a good way to start today's show because we have a fantastic show lineup, including the newest BYU basketball commit, four-star Caleb Lohner. Why did he opt to leave Utah and play for Mark Pope at BYU? The best to ever wear number 37 and 38. And Daniel Summerhays, fresh off a storybook round on his home course yesterday, part of his professional career. He will join us to discuss the emotions of all of that. Jeremy, it's a loaded show today. Yeah, I, this is a, as timely uh, two interviews we've ever had. So very excited for the show today. All right, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball signs the aforementioned Caleb Lohner from Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, Utah. He's originally from Dallas. The ESPN four-star player originally signed with Utah out of high school. He'll be eligible to play immediately after release from Utah. Put up 14 points a game, nearly six rebounds for one of the top teams in the country. Loner's dad, Caleb, or uh, Loner's dad, Matt, excuse me, played at BYU in the 90s, and he will join us, Caleb Loner, that is, in the next segment. Huge get for BYU. We will discuss coming up as well what he could mean for this team. He's got fantastic hair, to say the least. Oh, he, had yeah. to, he had to cut some of it off. He had to cut it. Still looks good. BYU Athletics Hall of Famer and PGA Tour veteran Daniel Summerhays finishing tied for second at the Utah Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour. Summerhays ending in a three-way playoff, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Daniel Summerhays 
shooting a 62 in his final round at the Utah Championship. This is his home course. He's never scored that low. He's going out. He's retiring. What a way to finish on his home course in that professional realm. He will shortly retire. Uh, he may play in Colorado next week, but this this is his send-off. Oh, man, that was unbelievable. It's his swan song. Yeah, and the fact that we're going to chat today about that is uh, his storybook. He wants to be a high school golf coach, among other things that he's been missing out on as a touring pro. We'll dive into all the details of that uh, as he recaps everything. Former Cougar Ashley Hatch scored the game-winning goal for the Washington Spirit on Saturday night against Michelle Vasconcellos in the Chicago Fire. 2-1 in Harriman, Utah in the NWSL Challenge Cup. It was one of those high-press moments where the goalie has to make a quick move, and she actually deflected the ball and then just, just knocked it home. Let's go. So it was a great play by Ashley Hatch. I feel like every tournament should just be called the COVID Cup. doesn't matter every, the sport. Every tournament. Every, just the, the COVID Cup. Yeah. Okay, we get it. Every tournament, huh? Well done. <laughs> they can be sponsored differently. Presented but by. But it needs to have the COVID in it. Yeah. <laughs> Cross-country star Connor Mance named to the Cosida Academic All-America second team. He finished third at the actual NCAA National Championships. As much as I love academics, uh, he's probably going to be remembered more for finishing third at the National Championships. Yeah, I, I like athletic students. They're also student-athletes. Connor also helped the Cougs earn their first team national championship in program history. He is a mechanical engineering major. It, that, and that one's an easy one. We all know that. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, The depth of BYU basketball gets a little deeper. Caleb Lohner is now official at BYU. Jerem, what does the impact on the addition of Caleb Lohner have on BYU basketball? This is is big time. When he signed with Utah, I was was like, oh, no. It's one that got away because he was a guy whose dad played here. That doesn't mean he has to come here, but it does mean BYU has an inside track typically. He was in on coming here, I believe, before Dave Rose retired, and Tim Lacombe was the primary recruiter, if I understand correctly. So the fact that he went to Utah, I felt like what changed, but something changed as well. We'll ask him coming up what it was. You see 14 and 6, um, shot 61% from the field, by the way, uh, 36 Ooh. from 3. He's a guy that I, I gave this analogy to you a couple weeks ago, like Corey Kispert-ish from Gonzaga, like a taller shooter. He seems thicker than Corey Kispert. We'll ask him exactly height and weight because we've seen varying. I've seen some places say he's 6'6", some 6'9". Uh, but he's a guy that – I th- this is a hot take probably. I think he could start at some point this year. Wow, I as think a freshman. He's very skilled. I think he's thick enough to uh, rebound and defend and even have a little bit of a post-up game, but – He's, he's got some attributes where he can shoot the three, but he can also dunk on you. So he has some amazing abilities that I'm very excited about. I think he's a top seven-ish player on this team. Top three seniors, I think, are, are going to be guys that get a lot of minutes, right? A, or the three seniors, Averett, Barcel, and Harms. Then you have uh, returning guys or guys that are, are juniors, right? Harding, Baxter, and Harward. And then I think... I think Caleb Lohner's right there in terms of potential impact. Now, there's a lot of guys in that mix, Nell, Erickson, Johnson, George, Lowell, and Lee. Uh, but Caleb Lohner's extremely skilled. I don't think he came here to play eight minutes a game off the bench. I think he came here to get some good run. And the depth of this team is really good, like you said. I think uh, in the past, maybe you, maybe you jet skied, but bring your scuba gear for this roster. Caleb Lohner 
A few things. Uh, I, I like the Corey Kispert comparison. I, I mean, Kispert be- Lone has better hair, though. Is a Kispert, yes. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it reminds me of Justin Timberlake, uh, late 90s, early 2000. Oh, but way longer. Yeah. <laughs> the curly frock yeah. up top. Curly blonde hair, dude. It's, it's, it's the beautiful. Justin Timberlake hair. It's beautiful. Um, he, he might be more athletic than Corey Kispert, but that's. He's got a long way to go to get to the level of plague and consistency that Corey Kisper has for Gonzaga. Yeah. But I like the comparison. A little bit of a different player, but, but you know, a, a longer wing kind of guy. I think he could play the four right now, by the way. He idolizes Larry Bird, um, and I, I'm, I'm always hesitant to jump all in on a true freshman. Like, oh, this kid's he's going to change the dynamic of BYU basketball. But it's hard not to, when you watch his highlights, think, okay, here's a kid that – deserves time on the court. He didn't play for a just low-level high school. He played for one of the top 10 teams in the country in Wasatch, down in Mount Pleasant, Utah, which that's an amazing story in and of itself, right? Richie Saunders, by the way, played on that team. He's a signing that will play in two years. But he played high-level ball and played on a great team. And look, he's got a nice stroke, and then he can go to the hole and throw down. Look at that. He's just dunking on fools. I love this kid's game. I just want to know where he fits in. What position do they want him to play this year? Is it the three? Is it the four? Because BYU is loaded two. in the front court. Yeah, one of those two. A ton, a ton of depth there. I mean, if Gavin Baxter is going to come off the bench, how is Caleb Lohner not going to come off the bench and play the four? But if he's playing the three to maybe spell Connor Harding, then you kind of see like some more minutes available there. Um, but you mentioned it. We're talking about Trevin Nell. Like, who, by the way, Dave Rose says is one of the best shooters that I have ever seen, ever. Yeah, okay? perhaps a hidden gem here. I'd, I, I'm interested to see the Nell Erickson Johnson George Lowell uh, group with Loner. Of okay, what do you what do you have? Because I think we think these guys have a lot of skill. It's just there's only so many minutes to be had. So very exciting to see this team develop and who's going to emerge and and who is a potential red shirt and whatnot. I I wonder who. Is he doesn't scream Richard at all to me. I think he's a play. He will he's play. A play. I, I think a guy like who who knows what you need, but uh, you know where where does uh, you know Jesse Wade fit into this category? Uh, I should have had him in that list. Where does Nell fit in this category? I, there's a lot of capable guys. As far as impact in freshman year, I don't know because we don't know how many minutes are available. But it's like you look ahead to the future after this year, Caleb Loner. <laughs> Could very Starter well, next year? Could very well make himself yeah, uh, a household go. name for a long time amidst BYU fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Our question of the day, we want you to answer the same thing. What impact will Caleb Lohner have on BYU basketball? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. All right, at Pin answers on Twitter. He is that rare guy that is pretty tall and moves like a guard. He should be hard to match up defensively and earn a lot of open looks for himself and others. We buried the lead here, by the way. Him being on the team, and obviously we've all been kind of waiting for this to officially happen. We can't say his name on this show until he signs, but this has been a thing in the, wor- in the works for a few weeks. He's absolutely a tourney team. Absolutely a tourney team with Caleb Lohner. Unequivocally, just, without question. Totally. And it's very exciting to feel like that going into the season. This is the anti-football sentiment we feel right now with basketball. Like football, it's like, ah, hopefully we can win eight games. You know, with basketball, we're like, uh, hopefully win in the tourney in multiple games. BYU you know, basketball was a tournament team before they got Caleb Lohner. 
Now things now, just get now better. they have them where it's like really rock solid. And, feel, and, and there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be uh, unforeseen challenges, whatever. But the more capable guys you get, the better you are. And uh, they keep tweeting best locker room in America. This hashtag, right? If you can maintain that, and I think they will, then special things can happen because that gets you a couple more wins. Choo 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 boogie, brother. Yeah. The tournament train is rolling. Okay, coming up, we'll talk to Daniel Summerhays, fresh off of a 62 in what could be the final round of his career. Okay, and we just talked about Caleb Lohner. Let's hear from him. Caleb Lohner, the four star recruit, joins us. What kind of impact does he expect to make at BYU in year one? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get to know the players, some coaches, and some compelling fan stories by searching Deep Blue on the BYU TV app today. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. It is with great pleasure we now bring on the newest member of the BYU basketball team, four-star recruit Caleb Lohner, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Caleb, welcome officially to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, thank you. How would you describe the last month of your life and the transition to BYU? Um, you know, it's been a crazy experience, um, but overall, I am so excited where I've ended up. I'm so pumped to be part of this team. Um, I'm grateful and I'm blessed to be able to play for this staff and play with this team we got coming on this year. It's going to be awesome. Uh, let's talk about the hair because that's a big deal, right? So you, you yeah. got a haircut coming to BYU. That's a thing that happens, right? Uh, so what was that process <laughs> like? And we're seeing the new do. It looks good, man. Um, I mean, at first we were kind of like, yo, how can we keep it? Like, I haven't cut my hair in a long time. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I know how everything rolls at BYU. So I had to go get it cut up. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of shows, like, I'm all in. I'm ready to get to work. And I got to – I mean, I'll do what I got to do to be part of this team. Caleb, how tall are you with your new haircut? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm the same height. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what, by the way? I've seen 6'6 six, six to 6'9. Six, what, what, what are you? It's, I'm 6'8. I'm is that with shoes or without? That's without. Without, gotcha. So, okay. And it depends who you are. Some guys list their height with shoes, right? Yeah. can kind yeah. of depend. I like 6'8. That's, that's a good height. Okay, we'll make it official as of BYU Sports Nation. The freshly haircut 6'8", Caleb Lohner with us on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. Caleb, uh, let's talk about your initial recruitment to BYU when uh, uh, things were still happening and a lot of schools were in- interested in you. What was that initial recruitment to BYU like? Um, it was good. I started being recruited by BYU with Dave Rose and Tim Lacombe, and that was uh, my freshman year of high school, so that was quite a bit ago. Um, grew up loving BYU. My dad played here a long time ago. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of how the process all started off with those guys. And then this year they brought in the new staff, and now I'm at BYU. So you end up signing with Utah, and Mark Harlan and Larry Kriskoviak, they let you out of that, which is good because then you can have a scholarship and immediately play and don't have to apply for a waiver. What was that process like as you uh, ultimately changed your mind? Um, you know what? It was 
it was a little bit crazy, but at the end of the day, I think I came out with a lot of peace. Um, I really am want to reiterate that I'm really grateful um, for Coach Kristoviak and Mark Harlan, and I have a really have a huge respect for both of them, and I'm grateful for that they released my NLI, allowing me to play. Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm ready to move on. I'm so excited to be up at BYU and ready to think, get things rolling. BYU basketball commit Caleb Lohner on BYU Sports Nation. Caleb, when did your mind start to change and the desire to come to BYU uh, start to take hold in your mind? Um, I think it's been, I think it's been a little bit now. Um, I think originally when I made the decision, there were so many pushing and pulling factors taking me different places that ultimately I didn't choose um, what I wanted to do. And I think now. Um, I was able to sit back, um, forget about everything else, and everybody telling me what to do and where to go and how to do things. And I made this decision for me, and I'm really, really excited. What role did how BYU played under Mark Pope in year one have on you, the success they had? Um, You know what? Their success was really intriguing to me, but I don't think that was a – a huge factor in all of this. I just think at the end of the day, um, when I did make my decision, there were, again, all those factors, different things pushing and pulling me different ways that I wasn't able to make the decision that I wanted. Caleb, what makes Mark Pope and this staff best suited for you to be your coaches now? Um, I think they're just hungry. They want to win, and I know all these guys have bought into what uh, Mark Pope and the staff are selling and they had a successful year last year and I don't see why we can do that again this year there's a lot of new guys you're one of them it's very exciting we're, we're thinking this is one of the deeper teams BYU's had in a while so um what, what do you feel like that kind of competition to not only be a be a team and win but also to try and earn minutes it's, it's going to be a fun challenge for everybody yeah I think um at the end of the day there's so many guys on the team that can hoop um, it's just going to push everyone to be better on the court, off the court. Uh, so I think this dynamic of these guys that BYU and Mark Pope has gotten this year is going to be awesome. Like, I'm I'm so excited to get things going. Caleb, what's your first impression of this current roster that now features seven foot three Matt Harms, a transfer from Purdue, Brandon Averett, a transfer from Oklahoma State and Utah Valley, Alex Barcelo came from Arizona, now you're at BYU, and then you bring back guys to BYU like Connor Harding. Uh, the list goes on. What do you think of the roster and your new teammates? I think this roster is going to be really special, and I think if we can, I think everyone is. I'm going to buy into what Coach Pope and the staff are going to have us do, and I think we could have a really successful year. And if I understand it, are you, are you in school or around BYU now uh, participating in workouts and stuff? Um, not quite. So there's a few things that we have to take care of, but um, we're working on all that, and I'll be in the gym as soon as I can. Gotcha. Uh, how did you become 6'8 if your dad was 6'1? That's fun. I don't know, man. I think about <laughs> that all the time. My family's small. Sometimes I think I'm adopted. If I didn't look like my dad, I would. There would be some concern. So are you? So you're six eight. Are you two thirty? Yeah. 
You're, you're like you're like college ready, um, it, you know. And your dad was listed at six one one seventy five. I'm I'm six foot one seventy five. I can relate to that, right? Um, how how tall is your mom? Do you have tall uncles or something? Like, is it in the, uh, um, in the family? I have like one or two tall. I have an uncle that's like six five, but I mean he's he's a little bit like skinny. Um, my mom's five nine, maybe five eight. She's not crazy tall. Again, I don't know where this came from, but <laughs> I'm blessed and I'm glad that I'm tall. Um, but yeah, just I mean, it all worked out, I guess, in a weird way. When did you realize you had like a college-made body? Because right now you could jump in physically and play the four. It would seem right now. Um, it was probably a year or two ago. Um, I kind of realized that I got to a good place in my body and athleticism and quickness and speed and all that, and, and I just kept kind of kept me motivated and told me like, "Look, Caleb, you could do something fun if you really wanted to." So. Was that you talking to yourself, saying, "Caleb, you can do this"? Yeah, I love it. Like you've been given, you've been given something that necessarily hasn't been like living through your family. (laughs) Um, Let's let's take advantage of it and go do something special. (laughs) Love it. BYU basketball commit Caleb Loner on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Which professional player do you pattern your game after? Um, you know what? There's a lot of guys in the NBA that I really like today, and then there's guys in the NBA that I liked a long time ago. Um, there's a few guys that I like in the NBA today, um, like classic. I know Gordon Hayward was really big in Utah for a while. I actually really love the way he played. Um, I love the way Clay Thompson plays. Um, and then some of those hustle guys like Draymond Green, um, those dudes are always good to watch, the way they just play, rebound the ball, shoot the ball. Um, and then, of course, my hero is Larry Bird. I know there's a lot of BYU fans, but that's the same. So hopefully we can bring some of that swag to the court. <laughs> I'm guessing that's why you wear number 33 then. Yeah, so I wanted number 11, but um, I think BYU has it retired. So I'm going to have to wear 33, which is all cool to me. Dude, I love the Larry Bird thing because not a lot of kids your age, uh, you know, necessarily appreciate Larry Bird for what he was. So are you going to be walking in the locker room saying stuff like who's taking second in this next drill, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, that's just all confidence. (laughs) You can't be great if you don't have confidence, right? You know what's funny about that that story in the three-point contest? Larry walks in and says that. Danny Ainge is in that same contest. Like, he's a teammate, and Larry's calling a shot even to his own own guy, right? So I I love that. Uh, so Richie Saunders is a, a guy that uh, signed with BYU. He's going to go on a mission to come back. So you'll be able to play, uh, you know, a year or two with him later. Tell us about Richie mm-hmm. and, that, and that kind of dynamic with the two of you from Wasatch. Yo, Rich, Richie's the best, man. Richie's my guy. Um, it was so fun playing with him this year at Wasatch. And, I mean, we had a pretty cool year. Played some cool teams and some cool places. But, yeah, I love Richie. Works hard. He's a phenomenal shooter. Um, man, he's a he's a good kid. Like I'm actually kind of sad that won't be playing with him for a few years, but I'm really really happy for him that he's gonna have a great time on his mission. All right, Caleb. Uh, with that Larry Bird swagger, what type of impact do you hope to make in your initial year in your freshman campaign at BYU? 
you know, I'm just hoping to do whatever I can to help the team and uh, help this program be the most successful they can. I'm going to listen to Coach Pope and all those guys and kind of the guidance that they have for me, and then we'll take things from there. I've seen, uh, you know, you shoot threes with these. I've seen you dunk on dudes. Uh, what, what's the vert right now, by the way? Uh, it's around 40. Woo! That, yeah, it's almost unfair, dude. You're 6'8", 230, you can shoot threes, and you have 40-inch vertical? I think BYU can work with this. I think we can figure out a place for you here, Caleb. <laughs> All right, man. I'm excited. Let's go. Caleb, it's great to talk with you, man. Uh, just make sure next time you're in the basketball practice facility, you find Jeff Judkins and ask him about his favorite Larry Bird stories. He played with them. You got a guy that played with Larry Bird in the Yo, facility. Oh, that's cool. Yes, yeah. I will. I'll make that a priority. All righty. Fine, Juddy. And uh, once again, welcome to BYU, man. Great to talk with you. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. It's great to talk to you. Caleb Lohner, ladies and gentlemen, on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First. You know why. We show how. Dude, when he went to Utah, originally signed, I was so bummed because I thought, oh, this guy, he could make an impact. 6'8", 230, can shoot the three. And has a 40-inch vert. Wants to be like Larry Bird. I, this kid's awesome. Like I said in the opening segment, I, I think he could start at some point. Like I, I, as a I, freshman. As a freshman. Wow. I, I think he has that kind of capability. If he doesn't, that means good things. Because that means that BYU is really deep. And when it's your freshman year, sometimes you have to wait your turn. <laughs> right? And who knows? Who knows what happens in a season? But I thought BYU was pretty deep before Caleb Lohner signed. I know! <laughs> So he's he's the he's the final puzzle piece, it would seem, right? Um, and there are other pieces to be had potentially. Um, but man, so exciting! I'm very excited about Caleb Loner. I just think it's going to be awesome. And yeah, his his dad is like my physique, six one one seventy five. Mom five eight six eight two thirty six one. What did, what did they feed him in Dallas? We should have asked him where a lot he of barbecue. Got, who who provided the hair gene pool? That's, oh yeah, that's it. Oh man, next next, next time. time, next time, next time. Coming up, <laughs> our plans to ask Caleb Loner more compelling questions in the next interview. And buy, sell, or hold. BYU playing in the same league as Arizona, Utah, Utah State, and Boise State? What? what? Who said that? Plus, a USC Trojan is the best to wear 37 at BYU. I'm so confused. This is BYU Sports Nation. No, you're not. That was well executed. If marble racing, rugby, and Australian rules football aren't enough for you, Go to the BYU TV app to watch past football and men's basketball games. Get your VOD fix today. My brother-in-law was like, hey, Marble Racing, have you watched it? And I was like, not quite. He's like, dude, it's awesome. You should watch it. You had me there. You had me at Marbles. (laughs) Well, during the quarantine, I told this a few months back, uh, my sons are really into marbles and marble tracks and marble racing. Oh, they know. Oh, okay. I have no clue. And Jax was commentating on a marble race, and I found myself highly intrigued with no live sports in the moment. Like, wow, this is actually kind of exciting. Listen, I've been watching uh, my English Premier League team, Chelsea. Uh, Go Blues. You know, a lot. And they got a huge win yesterday at Leicester so City. So let's go. It matters. We find other ways to uh, get that emotion out there. And if you can't deal with What's going on now? Again, go to the BYU TV app and watch Absolutely. Let's go. Welcome back to the live show. He is Jeremiah Spencer. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. The Cougars signed Caleb Lohner from Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, Utah. Four-star, according to ESPN and almost everybody. 
He'll be eligible to play immediately after a release from Utah. Put up 14 a game, six boards. His dad played at BYU in the 90s. Just talked to him last segment. Very impressive. Uh, 6'8", 230, shot 36% from three, and he will dunk on you. So very excited about Caleb Warner. CBS Sports' Matt Norlander predicts Mark Pope as the next big-time head coach in college basketball. What does that entail? I'm not sure, but it goes without saying Pope is on the radar of just about everyone. Pope went 24-8 in his first season, leading the Cougars to wins over ranked opponents Gonzaga and Houston, plus had BYU pacing for the NCAA tournament as a six-seed. Yes, I know. You're well aware. Golf. In his final professional event... We think Daniel Summerhays tied for second in the Utah Championship Sunday, ending in a three-way playoff. The former uh, Cougar announced his retirement before the tournament as he plans to become the high school golf coach at Davis High School. Correction, I believe he finished in third place. He turned pro in 2007, had a career-high ranking of 31. Of note, former Cougar and Masters champ Mike Weir finished in a tie for 67th in the same tournament, and we will talk to Daniel coming up in the next segment. Soccer. Former BYU women's soccer star Ashley Hatch scoring in the 46th minute of the Washington Spirits 2-1 win over Chicago in the NWSL Challenge Cup. Hatch has pledged her contracted gold bonuses to the NAACP and DC scores. How cool is that? She took on former BYU teammate and star Michelle Vasconcelos, who plays for Chicago. Vasconcelos played 17 minutes Track and field. Connor Mance is named a COSIDA Academic All-America second teamer. Congratulations. Mance was part of the national championship men's cross-country team in the fall, taking third individually the NCAA championship. He is a mechanical engineering major. Football. BYU, projected by ESPN to wait for it, Jerem, go 6-6 six and six and finish 53rd in the all-130 rankings which would be second of the independent programs behind only Notre Dame. No surprise there. The article cites BYU's schedule as the Cougars' main challenge. Hop aboard. Zach Wilson's performance against Western Michigan in 2018 was awesome. This just in. And was voted number four by the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Top ten moments. What were the top three? Exactly my question. Morehouse College, an historically black college, becomes the first scholarship football program to cancel its entire season due to coronavirus. I think that we are maybe tipping more that way than anybody wants to admit. Admit, Yes. And I hope not. There's no indications that anything like that would happen in FBS. But uh, obviously the raising, the spiking is, is a cause for concern if you want uh, football to happen. Obviously, there are certain health concerns that are of more importance, but this is certainly a storyline on this sports program. Did you feel all energy from the first 33 minutes of this show just leave yeah. the building right there? Just it's, leave the building? It's gone. Oh, once you said that? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Talk about well, let's this. bring it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> let's bring it back with the best to wear it feature today. If you're new to the program, we're hi. counting up to 99. Yeah, if you're new, hi. One number each show and determining who was the best athlete to wear each number at BYU. Today, we double dip. Let's go. Well, we got a lot of numbers. 37 and 38. Who's 37? Okay, number 37, Vic Soto. Now, Vic is one of our guys. Uh, He went to Virginia. He's now at USC as the defensive line coach. He was a tight end originally here, then linebacker, then defensive line. 60 tackles, six sacks, five and a half tackles for loss, a pick. He was a first-team All-Mountain West Conference in 2010. Played with the Packers. I believe he had a, a pick, a scoop and score or something. In a, yes, he did. Was it a preseason game? I can't remember. Uh, bounced around to several different teams for a couple years. 
As I mentioned, he's coaching now, Virginia and then uh, USC. But of note, in 2010, defensive lineman Romney Fuga tore his ACL in the first half of BYU's 27-13 loss to Colin Kaepernick and Nevada. In the second half, Soto wore Fuga's jersey, mm. number 98, to honor him. Funga tore his ACL. We didn't know at the time that he was out for the season. That was a really cool gesture by Vic Soto. And, and um, you know, of note, Colin Kaepernick was in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That was a big game because Nevada was really good. When they- it's fun to watch Vic's career uh, expand. Now, now at USC, as He's you big time. USC. That's and, and that's going home for him. He's from South, Southern California. Yes, it is. Carlsbad, California. Represent. Okay. At number 38, Jerem, we have Matt Payne. Now, this is a guy that Pat McAfee would love. And maybe he did love. But if he doesn't know about him, now he does love him. The Payne train. Matt Payne was an awesome <laughs> punter and kicker. Okay. But he's famous for his Boise State two identical massive hits. Okay. He was awesome, but he was especially awesome at this game. Boom! (laughs) Okay, that's the first, and then he did it again. Now, in this USC game in 2003, Matt is the first BYU player ever, and only to this point, to nail two 50-plus yard field goals. Oh, Matt Payne. He he made 54, 74% accuracy. He was uh, Lou Groza. And Ray Guy, uh, semifinalist in 03. Still an NCAA record holder in the following. 93% made field goals in 04. There's the second one. 14 of 15 field goals made. Most consecutive field goals made between 40 and 49. Uh, 14 from 03 to 04. And then in 02, he was the punting champ at 47.6. So Matt Payne, uh, you could argue, is the best uh, you know, combo kicker BYU had. I would put Lee Johnson in that spot, but Lee kind of... Struggled in the '83 season. Run that up with Steve Young as by a the way. field goal, yeah, kicker. But as a punter, Lee was unbelievable, right? Uh, Thunderfoot. So Matt Payne is the man, dude. Payne is beauty, Jerem. Yes, it is. I was on my uh, mission trip for those two, so I came back and was like, "Whoa, what happened?" Here's the thing with Matt Payne, like, and in that game, there's a field goal that yes. is missed, and it's so it's tough to from 37 yards away. But the I feel like the field goal poster were a little short at Boise State, and if it was taller, it would have been through. I really feel that way. BYU was 1-2 and at the time. Boise State's ranked. We wouldn't be having the discussion of BYU's never won on the blue if that field goal goes through. What year was that? Was that 2004. And I'll never forget it because I bought a car that day. That's an 11-1 Boise State team. I bought a car that day, and I was like, I bought a car, and BYU's going to beat Boise State. This is the best day ever. And then the field goal was missed. But it shouldn't overshadow that you got the car. Oh. The body of work from Matt Payne. <laughs> Payne is beauty. Okay, okay, coming up, today's rise and shoutouts. And Daniel Summerhays joins us fresh off his storybook final round of professional golf. At least we think so. Is he unretiring after being so good? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Summer baseball is on BYU Radio. The new Utah College League begins July 1st through August 13th, featuring players from all of the in-state college teams, including more than 20 players from BYU baseball. Listen every Monday and Wednesday, 10 Eastern, on BYUcougars.com and the app. Then Saturday's Game of the Week is at 3 Eastern, can be heard on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and Sirius XM 143. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. Joining us now is PGA Tour veteran, BYU Athletics Hall of Famer, and the pride of golf in Davis County, Utah. Daniel Summerhays joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline via Zoom. Daniel, great to have you with us. Uh, We appreciate the time during a very busy segment of your life. I'm sure you feel well-rested, right? 
<laughs> so well rested, you know, yesterday was one of those days that kind of can change, uh, change your mind about some things, but it was, uh, a short night. We'll say that. And then the, the power went out, which the phone had to run out to the car at 2 AM and grab my phone <laughs> charger out there, you know? So needless to say, I'm still in, uh, still in my favorite sweatpants and my favorite hoodie, hoodie sweater. So let's, let's see the hoodie. All right, you ready for that? Oh, yeah, baby. Golf. Yep. Yeah, baby. Team issue. That's team issue right there. Yeah. 0405 so, probably. That, that, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's got the still got the tan in there. Right? I don't think that I don't think that would fly with the uh, Nike contract right now. Yeah, they changed that luckily. Daniel, it was uh, extremely exciting, to say the least, uh, watching you play uh, that final round at the Utah Championship yesterday. What was that like emotionally for you? It, it was a flood of gratitude and Thanksgiving, to be honest. I, I mean, I've never, I've never smiled that much after <laughs> bogeying the 72nd hole in my life. <laughs> and <laughs> to to feel all that, you know, I walked off in a, in a gallery just like formed, you know, every media, every volunteer, everybody was just right there. Um, I could only imagine what the scene might've been like had there, had there been fans out there, but my, my hair all over my body was standing on end. I mean, just straight goosebumps for a, a full minute, just complete, my whole body was just filled with gratitude and it was, it was a, it was a sensational, my best final round I've ever played uh, pretty much a flawless, a flawless round of golf, eight birdies and an Eagle. Woo. And uh, yeah, it was in, in kind of some tricky windy conditions. So what a, what a send off round. And let's break that down. But first off, I hope that what you had on the last round is what we have uh, at the end of our lives and when we walk into the next life. That sort of reception, <laughs> that sort of feeling, right? Like, oh, I birdied my life, and here I am, hopefully in heaven, you know? Like, you, yeah, you, you just, had hopefully a taste of that. It just depends how much time you spend on family tree or family search, I guess, probably, right? <laughs> Who shows up? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why are there three people how much, here? How much, yeah. how much indexing you've been doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, you, you shoot 62, as you mentioned. You work yourself into a sudden-death playoff at 20-under for the tournament on your home course, no less. I and mean, we're talking like storybook stuff. Doesn't end with a victory. Uh, but all things considered, how do you feel about the overall result? Oh, it's incredible. If you would have told me beginning the week that, one, I'd make the cut, I'd be like, oh, sweet. Uh, if you told me I would have shot four rounds in the 60s, I've been like, yeah, right. You're kind of joking. And then if you would have told me I would have lost in a playoff, <laughs> I, I just said you're you need to get you need to get checked into a, a clinic, you know. <laughs> but um, it was it was it was unbelievable. It was magical. I was walking down one of the fairways as I was, you know, right right in the hunt again. I was like, this is like a ESPN 30 for 30 kind of story <laughs> right here, you know, <laughs> like, like, what are they going to name this episode? Like shortest, shortest retirement ever, or, 
you know, like <laughs> golfer becomes teacher becomes pro golfer again. Like, what are they going to name the episode? So it was fantastic. Yeah. They just had the long gone summer. Yeah. Exactly. They just had long gone summer with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. So why not long gone summer? Hayes, summer Hayes. Oh, nice. I love it. I nice. love it. Anchor God, boy look at this guy. Again. <laughs> Jeez, he did it. There's a reason he's at KSL as well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, m- meanwhile, I want to flash back to uh, an interview you and I had at halftime of a women's soccer game. Back in 06, there's no way you remember wow. this. Wow. Uh, but I, I, you just played the good win, and you, I think, topped. He did something that I was saying. You did something that Tiger Woods and Jack, I meant to say Nicholas did, but I said Nicholson, and you chuckled. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you recall yeah. this uh, blub. But yeah. I do now. Oh, yeah. No, I do now, yeah. For sure. <laughs> that, was, that was rookie me that probably still has the same it's level okay. of intelligence. We've, co- we've, come a long year, we've come a long way in 14 years. And, <laughs> Have we? You know, my, my wife, yeah. I mean, give yourself some credit, Ben. You're good. <laughs> The, uh, you know, my favorite story of my wife is when we first met and we were becoming friends, I shot 61 in the Rose Park Open and there was a little spot in the paper saying Daniel Summary's career low round and she got so mad. She's like, why, you know, he has one bad day. Why do they have to post it in the paper? You know, (laughs) one, one low round. So Jack Nicholson, low, you know, low rounds being bad in golf. We all, we all get a free pass. It happens. How many times have you played Oak Ridge, by the way? Is that the home course? Is this, I mean, that's part of the 30 for 30 field of this, right? Yeah, that is where, uh, you know, that's where I've grown up playing. That's where I learned the game. That's my, Every night when I was a little kid, my my dad would take us out basically at dusk and we'd play one, two, three, nine, a little four-hole loop. And it would take us 35 minutes and and that's what we did every night pretty much. Um, give my mom a break from all of our, our craziness at home. Um, but yeah, that's where I learned to play the game. That's That's where I practice. That's where I play. Uh, I'd have to think how many rounds I honestly, I've probably played the front nine there over a thousand times. I would have to imagine in the wow. back nine, probably not too far off of that. So it is, it is home. And it was, uh, it was, it was a home cooked, uh, event. Daniel summer is with us on BYU sports nation. Uh, I have to ask, are you considering unretiring now after that amazing <laughs> round? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. That it would be the shortest retirement ever. <laughs> no, you know, I I actually I'm gonna I think I'm gonna fly to Colorado and maybe play Colorado. It starts on Wednesday, which I didn't realize until late last night at about two AM. Um because I think they're trying to give another day for travel on the other end of the tournament. So it actually goes Wednesday to Saturday. So I have to get out there by tomorrow before noon to get my COVID test so that I'm eligible to play. So it's been, it's been a whirlwind, but honestly, I woke up this morning and I still, I still feel the, the pull and the urge to, to change directions, to, to continue with teaching and coaching and, um, and, and the fam, the home family life, because I, I, even though you do, you do have the game, it's not always the right decision for everybody. And I'm still battling it. Think, you know, things will continue to evolve and, and as it always does. But currently I still feel like the decision that I've made is the right one. Uh, even, even with or without status, it's knowing when, 
when to when to stop on your own terms and that's that's a personal decision for everyone you know Lorena Ochoa you guys may not know that name but she was ranked number world number one in the world women's golf rankings and she walked away as as number one and I think it's an incredible example and not that I'm number one I'm so far away from being to where I once was or or whatnot but to kind of have status and not feel like I'm being forced out because of bad play, but then to choose the the path of a, a teacher, coach, family, home life, I think is a neat position to be in. Yeah, and and what went into that decision, and when did you first start thinking about that? And did it did it surprise you at all that you started to feel that way, or or was it something that came naturally? I think I've continued to learn a lot about myself over the years, and I. You know, there have been a couple instances where, well, a lot of instances, I was ready to switch switch gears of profession even before I ever got on the PGA Tour. You know, you always think after you miss four cuts in a row, you're like, well, maybe it's dental school or maybe it's, you know, maybe I should go get my MBA or, you know, it it, it started from an early, early, early stage in my golfing career. But the teaching coaching route was probably in the last, oh, four years or so. I can't remember what interview it was, but somebody asked me, what do you see yourself doing after golf? And I thought about it for a minute and, and it wasn't like a flippant comment. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know, I'd probably want to teach lifetime activities at the high school and, and teach health and coach the boys golf team. You know, because I, I mean, there's not a backyard game or a sport that I don't enjoy, whether it's can jam in the backyard yeah, or baby. pickleball or, or badminton or coob. I know everybody knows about coob and, and spike ball and bocce. I mean, you name it, I, I love playing it. And so I was like, yeah, I do that. And then my career has been trying to take my slightly, um, <laughs> short short stubby frame to a, a decent physical athlete you know and so I've learned a lot about health and diet and exercise and and I was like man I just have a lot of a lot of knowledge that I could share and so about three or four years ago after I said that it kind of got the wheels churning and then as you start to play uh, bad I wouldn't say bad golf but not as consistent as you'd like and you see all these young guns come up pushing pushing you out a little bit it's like well maybe it's time to switch gears you know people change careers a lot in their life and and there's nothing wrong with that so i my brother-in-law he reached out um and and said hey your old high school uh, basketball coach is the career and technical um director of davis school district who is that jay well you should that's Jay Welk, yeah. baby. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So Coach Welk, he, you know, we won state basketball championship together, and he's been a good support and friend um, over all these years. And I sent him my transcripts and got in <laughs> touch with, with uh, Jim Hamblin down at, down at the uh, SAB there. And um, Jimbo sent, sent over my transcripts, and we, you know, kind of, said well you could teach business you could maybe teach some PE stuff and 
It's like, well, I don't really have a ton of interest in the business side, <laughs> but, uh, but let's see what we can do. Anyway, two years pass and, and he reached out again and said, Hey, love to go to lunch with you and, and talk over a few things. And, and that kind of got the ball rolling. And he basically said, Hey, it's not about the money. You basically be volunteering your time, (laughs) 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 you know, 60 hours a week for, uh, for free almost. But, um, but it it did, it, it really started to sink in. I was like, Oh, I could have an amazing impact. I feel Mm -hmm. like on my community and the people around me here and, and the rising generation. And I feel like I related really well to them. And I feel like I'm natural born teacher. I feel like I have a lot of, a lot of information, which hopefully I can turn into wisdom. Um, but that, that people need. And so here we are. And I still, even after kind of regaining pretty much full status on the corn Ferry tour via yesterday's performance, um, I don't know if my feelings are changing now i'm i'm gonna give myself liberty to have those feelings continue to evolve but i still still kind of feel that way i feel like like it just might be the the call that i this next step that i want to heed daniel much respect to you man it's always great to talk with you and uh get insight into what is an extremely intriguing situation for you congratulations on a fantastic career um, and make sure you save some time to be our BYU Sports Nation golf analyst, okay? Can you fit that in there? I will do that. Teaching? I will do that. Okay. I will. <laughs> Sign me up. Let's go, man. It's time for you to rip apart everyone's swing that you always wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Just analyze it to death. You first, Spencer. Okay. You first. I, I volunteer yeah. as tribute. <laughs> okay. I love it. All right, Danny. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Take care. Thanks, brother. Th- thanks so much, guys. Daniel Sorensen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Daniel Summerhays. I said Sorensen. Daniel Summerhays. Long gone Summerhays. On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show up. What a story. What a story the way he played. And and you as a Davis County guy, right? So proud. And uh, former BYU Cougar repping so well, you know, uh, professionally and now uh, giving back here soon. He's the best. He is the best. That was awesome. Okay, coming up, uh, the 30 for 30 titles on the Daniel (laughs) Summerhays story. Not Daniel Sorensen, Jaron. (laughs) Daniel Summerhays. We'll do that another day. (laughs) Plus our rise and shout-outs. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation continues to tell you more about the new proposed conference in Sports Illustrated on tomorrow's show. But first, our elite voice answering this question, what impact will Caleb Lohner have on BYU basketball? Presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Russ Heaton says, I think Russ. Caleb Lohner's impact on defense will be huge. He's shifty, quick on his feet, and can also attack the rim. Rise and shout out to Daniel Summerhead. And the firefighters in Utah fighting four wildfires. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs!